Clouds and showers with mid to upper 40s out the door. Today we dry out under partly sunny skies with highs around 60 degrees inland. You'll find clouds with upper 50s at the coast. I'm Mark Prell. Good morning from the KRCB Sonoma County Newsroom. Here's your first news for Thursday, February 15th, 2024. Sonoma County voters are considering increasing the local sales tax to fund wildfire response and preparedness. And they'll guide the makeup of the county's governing board in the primary election on March 5th. The Sonoma County Board of Supervisors has three seats available on the ballot this election cycle. Voters will also decide on Measure H, a half-cent sales tax that would be in effect until voters remove it in a future election. The measure would raise an estimated $60 million annually, according to the county council's analysis. The money would be directed to a fund dedicated to wildfire prevention, preparedness, emergency response, and vegetation management. The funds would be divided among 31 different agencies, with most set aside for the county's independent fire districts. If approved by more than 50% of voters, the increased tax would take effect October 1st. The March primary is less than a month away, and most Sonoma County voters should already have received their mail-in ballots. If you want to make sure your ballot's among the first counted, CalMatters' Alexi Kossif has a pro tip. California takes longer than other states to tabulate its election results because it provides an extra week after Election Day where ballots can arrive and still be counted. If you want to make sure that your ballot is among the results that are announced on election night, then election officials say it's best to get your ballot back by the Friday or Saturday before Election Day. The fastest and easiest way to do this is to mail back your ballot as soon as possible. The postage is already paid, so you don't even need a stamp. And if you're running low on time, then you can find one of the secure drop boxes located around your county. These are checked every day, and you can find the locations on your county elections website. That's Alexi Kossoff reporting. Well, a new report shows that despite record spending on law enforcement in California, the clearance rate, that is the rate of crimes solved, is the lowest ever. Researchers from the Center on Juvenile and Criminal Justice found that the state spent a record $27 billion on police in 2021, but the clearance rate was just under 13 percent for all reported offenses, down from 20 percent in 1985. Report author Mike Mails explains. It's not liberal kinds of reforms. It is the fact that police are simply not making arrests. In Oakland, for instance, they have a crime clearance rate of 2% of serious Part 1 violent and property offenses. State Department of Justice data show that San Francisco's clearance rate for all crimes in 2022 was 6.6%. That city's police department has blamed widespread auto break-ins for the low clearance rate, but Mail says that's not enough to account for the decline in clearances over the last 30 years. Some in law enforcement have suggested that Prop 47, which raised the threshold for a theft to be charged as a felony, has contributed to the uptick in property crimes over the last two years and fewer arrests. But Assemblymember Isaac Bryan notes that Prop 47 saved the state more than $750 million in incarceration costs since 2014, and it's reinvested that money into programs that help people find housing, jobs, and treatment for addiction and mental illness. If we provided economic opportunity and the resources for people to thrive and live their lives, we wouldn't see rampant theft. Thomas Hoffman is retired director of the California Department of Parole Operations. He says we need more communities to greenlight halfway houses that give people who have completed their sentences a fresh start. We need balance in our criminal justice system. The cops play a valuable role, an important role, a respected role, but they are not the entire solution. 
and if we think that we're going to continue to react to crime after it occurs, and that's the solution, we're kidding ourselves. A bill introduced in the California legislature aims to increase criminal penalties for fentanyl possession. Current law provides a felony charge for possession of certain drugs alongside a firearm. The list of substances leaves out fentanyl. The new bill would remedy that. Democratic Assemblymember Carlos Villapudua authored the measure. This law is already established for hard drugs such as heroin, cocaine, meth, and PCP. It is another discrepancy that we need to address. Last year, Villapudua authored a bill increasing penalties for fentanyl-related crimes more broadly. He says this bill continues that work, closing loopholes that left fentanyl out of the state's toughest drug enforcement laws. You're listening to Sonoma County First News. Part of KRCB's ongoing coverage for the March 5th primary election, we'll be bringing you interviews with the candidates on your local ballot, particularly those in competitive races, like the race for the District 2 seat in the California State Assembly. That seat has been held by Hillsburg's Jim Wood since 2014. Wood announced in November that he wanted to focus on taking care of his elderly mother and that he would not run for re-election. That opens the seat to now six contenders. One person who appears on the ballot has since dropped out. Over the next several days, you'll hear from each of the remaining candidates. We asked each the same questions and are providing each equal airtime. First up, KRCB's Mark Albert interviewed Assembly District 2 candidate Mike Greer. What sets you apart in your experience and philosophy of governing from your opponents? Well, I think the main thing is the fact that I am a conservative Republican. That alone sets me apart. I'm running against, you know, six Democrats, but it's also my philosophy is that I think that sometimes government gets in the way of our lives, gets in the way of our happiness, and they do that by regulations. And I think we have too many regulations. We need to get rid of some of these regulations because it's killing some of our communities. The mandates that we're getting from Sacramento, especially for the coastal areas, we're getting mandate after mandate. So this is what we have to do, but yet we have to go ahead and send all of our money to them and we don't get the medical services. We don't get the, the fire services. We don't get some of these services that we need in the coastal community that encompasses the district. What do you see as the biggest challenge facing your constituents, and what could be done to ease it? Because our district is so big, it varies. On your coastal communities, you have some real issues on the fishing closure, because once you close down fishing, the tourists don't come, which means the hotels don't get filled. It means the restaurants don't have the business. The other big issue is the wildfires. The governor, in his trying to downgrade the amount of deficit spending we have, one of the things he put on hold was wildfire protection besides school maintenance. So that's a big issue. We're not getting the support in the rural areas. It's different in your cities. It's different in Santa Rosa. But when you get to your rural areas, you don't have that help that's available elsewhere. What are three major goals that you hope to focus on? Education. We spent billions of dollars on education, but we still have kids that can't read, can't write. We're putting all this money to catch kids up in high school for remedial math and reading. Well, a lot of that money should go down and put it down to TK three-third, so that we can teach them so we don't have to do those remedial classes. We have a big teacher shortage. We need to get a, an agreement 
with other states that if they have a credential, a teacher has a credential in another state, they can come in and teach in California without having taken additional classes. The governor right now has taken away a lot of local control. So your local school boards no longer have the control over the money. They're taking away that local control, telling you what you have to do with that money. Small business regulation, whether it's the minimum wage, all the statutories that come along, all the OSHA requirements. Bills were passed with good intentions, but it's affecting the small business owners. That needs to be taken a look at. The third thing that we need to really look at is community safety. The latest statistics show that crime has gone down in every state, except California, where it's gone up by 13%. Is there a political leader or a politician who inspires you in terms of their accomplishments and achievements who you'd like to emulate? You know, there, there's not one particular one. I look at everybody, and I try to take what their strengths are. Do I have one particular person? No, I don't. If there were one transformational change you could bring to the region with no budgetary constraints, what would that be? If there was no budgetary constraints, it would be it would be education. It would be able to rebuild the schools in safe manners, be able to have that safe environment that's needed, to be able to have the teachers there, not just for general ed, but for special education. I'm a special education specialist. And we need some real revamping in the special education, but we don't have the money to do it. We don't have the money to maintain our schools. School buildings are falling down with education. You're training the, the future of the nation. You're training the, the students. They're learning. And that's what we need to do. So education. I'm like everybody else. I worked hard. I believe in holding people accountable for their actions. And that's what I do is I act that way. I want to be held accountable for what I do. And that's the type of person I am. That's California Assembly District 2 candidate Mike Greer speaking with Mark Albert. Now this. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention may soon drop its isolation guidance for people with COVID-19. The planned change, reported by The Washington Post on Tuesday, was attributed to several unnamed CDC officials. Currently, people who test positive are advised to stay home for at least five days to reduce the chances of spreading the coronavirus to others. The unnamed officials told The Post that the agency will advise people to rely on symptoms instead. If a person doesn't have a fever and the person's symptoms are mild or resolving, they could still go back to school or work. These changes could come as early as April. The CDC hasn't yet confirmed the report. In an email, an agency spokesperson wrote that the CDC has no updates to COVID guidelines to announce at this time. Looking now at your forecast, today turns partly sunny. Look for highs near 60. Tonight we'll have increasing clouds with lows around 45. Tomorrow stays dry, otherwise mostly cloudy. Highs near 63. Rain, however, likely on Saturday. Winds will turn gusty up to 28 miles per hour from the south-southeast. Highs will be near 58. Showers likely continue on Sunday with low 60s, then showers and possible thunder for our President's Day Monday. Highs will be near 60. Overnight lows, by the way, mostly in the 40s to low 50s. For today, mostly cloudy at the coast. Winds will be light at the beaches. Bodega Bay climbs to 59 later, as will Cloverdale, Guerneville, and Sonoma. 
Forestville, Graydon, and Sebastopol, you'll see 60 for a high. Hillsburg, Windsor, and Petaluma, you'll have 61 and 60 on the way for Santa Rosa. Well, thanks for starting your day with us. We are your local member-supported public radio newsroom. You can become a member at krcb.org, and that's where you'll also find more local reporting, plus any updates to the stories you just heard. And join us for Morning Edition and All Things Considered for more North Bay News coverage weekday mornings and afternoons on KRCB 104.9. From Sonoma County's NPR station, I'm Mark Prell. Stay safe out there and have yourself a good day.